Live here. Live! But we don't have to necessarily know what that means. What's the someday of Black? I don't know that we want This story happens now. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie writes itself. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) I'm still streaming. How do I stop streaming? No! Yo, yo! Hello, hello. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. November 29th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I don't know who's Lord, but yes. (laughs) Um, Probably not my Lord. Not my Lord, that's for sure. In the year that humanity has designated 2022. 2022 of the common era. The common era that, yes, human beings decided for some odd reason. Um, (laughs) Here we are. Welcome to Ben and Jake Write a Movie. Hello. I'm Ben. That's I'm Jake Holmes too. Game of Shadows. This is episode 40. What? We should celebrate. We should have... Po- Why didn't we have party poppers? I know, right? Episode 50. We've got to do something for episode 50. I, I don't know okay. what that's going to be. You know, they, they started this fun uh, thing. I don't really know if it's fun, but they've got like background music on this app that we use. So I don't oh, know yeah. like... Do you hear that? Nice. We could actually like we talk could. over like the background music. Oh, smooth. Maybe we could like write to like. <laughs> <laughs> not great writing music. I prefer something more yeah. cinematic, but sure. Well, there is, there is, wait, there's yeah, a yeah, cinematic. Go, 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 go. Hold on. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how this is cinematic, but no, it does. That's cinematic. Oh, Acoustics? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that nonsense. So here we are, episode forty. Um, yep. We are about to be in December very, very soon. We are. Um, I mean, day after tomorrow, right? Day after tomorrow, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's get the conversation going. Um, what are we going to talk about today, Ben? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? My goodness. Um, you know. That's a really good question. I, I'm kind yeah. of like out of out of like industry kind of thought ideas. I mean, yeah. I think you know something that keeps coming back, and you know we've probably talked about this a million times. In fact, we may have even talked about it in episode one. But this idea of writing your spec and not waiting um, yeah. for the job to come around. I um, hear it. Yeah, well, it's the aspect yeah. of open writing assignments, isn't it? We we, we found out yeah, yesterday yeah. Uh, that we did not get an open writing assignment that we went up for at Disney Plus. And um, yeah. shame. And we go, okay. Um, so but we are. worked out this morning, didn't we? We were trying to work out how long this year mm. we have spent chasing open writing assignments. Now, to be clear, if we don't, if you don't aren't familiar with the co- what the concept of an open writing assignment is, that's fine. Uh, the, an open writing assignment is basically a writing job. Yeah. Uh, for example, Disney Plus, in this particular case, had had uh, acquired the rights to a book and wanted to make it into something, whether a movie or a TV show, um, yeah. any kind of property. Um, or it could be a rewrite of a script that they already have uh, that they need work done on. Those are real writing assignments when there is a paycheck at the end. Yeah. You know, yeah. Then there's a kind of other writing assignment, which is it's a speculative writing assignment. We produce have got rights mm. to a video game or whatever, 
but we haven't actually officially set this up at a studio. Yeah, and those are those can be legit as well, but they're definitely more of a gamble. Yes. And I know we ha- we definitely, now that I'm remembering, we've definitely talked on the subject yeah, we talked in terms of open writing assignments themselves. Yeah. But yeah, you were saying like we were calculating um, even just like minimum of like three months of work time this year. Absolutely, this year. Minimum. Um, kind of working on other people's IPs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And other people's things. Um, <clears throat> and it's an interesting kind of... Uh, you know, dilemma, I think, when you get to a certain point um, in your career where people are sending you IP or yeah. they're sending you scripts or they're saying, That's hey, we have, we have an idea, we're looking for a writer. And, you know, there's always this kind of sense of wanting to be in that that elite small group of, like, people that studios have on their list to go to, right? I mean- as we said in a, in, a, in a previous episode, we were sent a DC property earlier on this year, and it was like, great! What a great opportunity to play in 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 a DC universe. Yeah, How fun and exciting, and it was an exciting few weeks. It was, know? and yet at the same time, I feel like our odds were always really, really low. I and mean, that one had other things yeah. going on with it. it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go into, but I feel like we definitely have come to the decision at least for right now, that writing specs is really the way to spend your time. Yeah. Those three months. pitching original ideas. In those three months, based on previous experience, we would have had a script written. Very comfortably. You know, very comfortably. So, but at the same time, specking has no guarantees at all. Yeah. Um, even less so because there's not even a buyer at the end of the tunnel. So it's one of those real difficult choices that writers have to make. It is. Um, you know, our, our manager always said, uh, especially earlier in our career, he, he would say, always have one spec that you're working on, one pitch that you're preparing that's original, and uh, one TV thing that you're working on, and one open writing assignment that you're yeah. using. Yeah, four things all at the same time. Yeah, um, and I do think it's it's like it's good advice. The problem is, and it's easy for a, a rep to say that, but it's difficult in practice. Yes, to keep all of those things kind of rolling at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've been successful at, at it at sometimes, and not as much at others. And maybe this leads into an interesting conversation. Um, that I wasn't expecting, but it really is about juggling projects. Um, because yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. It goes. And it's funny because yeah. I just posted a poll on Reddit, if you're on Reddit, a screenwriting Reddit, um, about how many projects do people have juggling? Because we were going through, and this came yeah. out of the open writing assignment thing. <laughs> we were going through going, man, like we've got I'll like open up that or 12 I'll open up that projects. Yeah. It's a lot of things at various... All different stages stages, of development. All different stages. And I think the hardest part about juggling projects, well, there's two really hard parts, right? One of the hard parts is creatively. How do you jump from from world to world? How do you jump from characters to characters? How do you keep the flow going when you're stopping? I mean, this spec has been a really interesting experiment because we literally are doing this for one hour. Yeah, we go off and write our other stuff. That's right. We do. We do. We do. I mean, I know, um, you know, I know that I know that if it's getting too much, if I 
I'm getting story ideas mixed up with other things <laughs> or calling characters yeah. from one movie yeah. in another movie. I, I kind of feel like yeah. even that space, I'm like, oh no, that's something completely different. And also what I, I found when we do that too, is we go, we're just basically kind of writing similar themes in different, in different Yeah, well, I feel like that has to do with like, I feel like writers in general probably live, it's kind of influenced with where you are in your life, the types of stories that you're just yeah. drawn to telling like out of. I think that's, you know, I think that's valid. You know, and also it can be, we're in that groove right now. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> you know? um, but I wonder like, what is the answer to how many, how many projects should you be working yeah. on? At the same time. Now, we know writers um, who have, like, way more than we do. Like, way yes. more. And I always look at that and go, how the hell do you keep track yeah. of it all? Yeah. And then the answer always is, <laughs> we don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but right. has got a lot of stuff on his plate. Always. Yeah. So, but, you know, like, if you went by the rule that, or the, the rule of thumb that, that our manager mm. suggests. I feel like when we've tried that in the past, there's a certain level of like urgency and different kind of things going on with each individual project. So like if you have a, a writing assignment that you're chasing, you have to put together this take in a certain amount of time because you most likely have a meeting or you know that someone else is going out for it as well and you have to kind of chase that yes. right so Sometimes that is kind of becoming a, a time suck and even when you say well we're only going to spend this much time on that today because we're still yeah. going to work on this then you go to okay we're writing a spec and putting together a pitch and doing a and tv thing and and when when you get given a property a project an owa and it's like well when do they want to hear takes on this Right. And it might be in the next few weeks. And you go, okay, well, now I have to. In the next few days. In, yeah, sometimes it's the next few days. Okay, yeah. it's, can you come up with a pitch by the end of next week? You know, right. it's like, okay, I guess so. And then you have to put things down inevitably. And also, and we've done this a lot in the past, when there's work that needs doing, we make the time to do it. We say to our families, yeah. hey, got to work nights for the next week. Right. And we will, and we will add a session into our into our writing day. Um, yeah. That can be exceptionally tiring. Um, I don't always feel that the best work comes out of that, but sometimes you've got to do it. I mean, I know, we know a writer. We know a writer, a very successful writer, um, who I recently found out who's been working on a very big sequel to a very big movie. Isn't like doesn't sleep. He sleeps for one or two hours a night. Wow. And I go, what? And, he, and he's just like, but I get it done in three weeks. Wow. And it's like, but he just. But how do you do that? Yeah. And how do you do good work? But this well, guy does. He does great work. I mean, everybody really does work in different ways. This is part of the whole podcast, yeah. right? Is about yeah. process. Yeah. Some people can work at three o'clock in the morning. I can't. I, I'm exhausted at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Um, and. I feel like at a certain point, your creative energy is out. Matthew Sand had a really interesting thing that he was talking about in his interview about how he does, what do you say, like four two, two, hours. two to 
three hours, two hour sessions. We have four two hour sessions. Right, and always breaks in between. Yeah. 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 So oh. you know, if there's breaks in between, let's say there's an hour break in between each mm. each session. Right. That's Did he say four? I thought he said hours, eleven hours. Four or three? I think it is three two hours. Ignore sessions. me. It's about pages, isn't it? He does three pages in. Uh, he does three. I can watch I don't it. Know. We'll go watch. Go <laughs> back and watch the Matthew Sand. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. But yeah, whatever it was, yeah, yeah, he yeah. has his own process of how to kind of yeah. keep that those juices flowing. Yeah, I I find at least for us um, that two is probably the most that we can focus on at one time. I feel yeah. like we 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 do pretty good separating our mornings and our afternoons sure. and going. We can work on this project in the morning and this project in the afternoon. Um, and uh, your your wife is commenting. Away yes, I'm just seeing that. that right uh, now. Hi, honey. And and, uh, and the um, and that basically, like, if we're gonna do like we we've done before, we've done. Hey, let's work on the pitch in the morning, and we'll work on our spec in the afternoon. Or hey, we'll work on our spec in the morning and our and our yes. take for this thing in the afternoon. Right. I don't think we've ever actually. I mean, there are days where we've touched four to five projects at the same Easily. time. Absolutely, not like really dug into those things right. all in one day. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do think juggling isn't about juggling all in one day, is it? It's about juggling um, over, a, over a period of So, like, we have a TV thing going that we've been juggling with our stuff for over a year. Yeah. It's finally going to go out to the town next year. We know that. So... Uh, this is crazy. This is Hollywood. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes, it's only November, but we can't take anything out until February. Um, <laughs> so we know yeah. that. So it's like, that's our TV thing. Yeah. We just kind of like put that in a box over here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now that's that. And it's and now, that's actually interesting, isn't it? Because in one sense, it almost frees up the mental space. I go, okay, right. we're not really going to add another TV project. Most likely until yeah. we get an answer to whether or unless not. it's an open writing assignment unless everyone's going to fill that box right <laughs> you know yeah. and we have done recently three we've gone out for three or four open writing assignments yeah. in the last uh, three months yeah. um and um unfortunately we didn't get any of them um and that's the way that it goes that's the way but, that it goes um for a multitude of reasons I, oh yeah i, I mean and i think that yeah. i i I mean, we're at a place, I think we were talking about this before, where like we're kind of like taking that thing out of the equation. Yeah, I think so for the moment. I and yet what we have, interestingly, is so we have one TV thing. We are writing this spec. Yeah. This wonderful spec that we're writing yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah. But we are additionally going to be writing yeah. another spec outside spent, of the public sphere. We spent um, the morning outlining morning that outlining one. That one. Yeah. Um, we don't have a pitch that we're working on right well, now. Well, again, it's kind of what's going on with the market at the moment. Well, but we've heard it's changed again. And we're hearing that it's changing again. So I think for the last year and a half to two years, there had been a, we don't want to buy development because a pitch mm -hmm. invariably is some form of development. It right. just is because there's no script. There's going to be yeah. a development process on, on something. And it, it was part of the kind of content. We got to wait. They have to wait three months to get the first draft and then they've got Which to wait however many months it's going to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
but it was you know the, 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 this aspect of there was always this thing of like well spec, specs are selling right now um because people don't want to buy development they want to do one draft on the current uh, script and uh, then they want to go into production because they want to get this going and there yeah. were only things that were packaged all together script sometimes with directors and producers actors whatever already attached and and going however recently yes you're right that has started that has started to change i, I think also fundamentally though for us i'm just really enjoying writing at the moment yeah yeah but i look at also like it's funny and, and i think that this is the kind of the career side of it which is mm -hmm. having all these different irons in the fire right yes. like if you look at us you know between winter's night and the princess all we our entire career was based off of pitches and open writing assignments right that's which, yeah. which basically are pitches i mean open writing pitches. yeah put together a take which yeah. is a pitch in and of itself it's not an original but it but yeah. that's basically what we sold for like six years yeah um and then there was the princess and then you're right there was a moment where our reps all said nobody's buying pitches you should really start you should yeah. just focus on specs and i don't know i i feel like there's it's like half and half of going well are we losing out on a on a part of our career that we had a lot of success in for a long time because we aren't focused on, like we're not doing the thing that, that, that thing that our manager was like, always be yeah. doing. Well then week. maybe, That's maybe, the maybe in the new year, it's, it's time for us to think about taking yeah. it out. You know, but anyway, as we as we talk about this in front of everybody, um, I think that you know, I think that again, bring this all back to this kind of career conversation about juggling projects. Yes, um, having things that are in different types of areas and stages of development. Mm -hmm. I think is good because there are places that do want to buy pitches. We met with a with a, a mini studio recently who said we don't like to buy finished packages. We like to buy things early on because we want to be part of the development process. Right. Yeah. Um, we are hearing right now on a spec that's out at town that needs um, some development that they don't want to buy development. They want a ready to go yeah. project. That's right. But that also has other things going on. Yeah, I know. Depending, it's, on, it's, depending, it's, depending it's, on the package and depending on what you've got yeah. going out and who you're going to, like that may have been different if it was yeah. a different type of idea. Totally. And so I think yeah. that like we, for a long time, we didn't have our spec going and we were only focused on pitches and writing assignments. And then we finally said, fuck this, we're going to make sure that we write a spec. And then we sold the princess. Mm -hmm. I feel like now we've been really focused on spec writing and open writing assignments. Um, and we've, we've been ignoring the pitch side. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about juggling is that thing that, that our manager has told us, um, Josh Adler, yeah. um, who for, for all these years, which is you should yeah. have at least one of each going. Yes, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll we'll do that in the new year. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do pitching. At the same time we'll talk too. about pitching. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll do. That. Yeah, I think it's a really. I think it's a really good, really good topic. Yeah. Um, multiple. We probably talk about that over over multiple sessions. Oh, easily, easily, easily. Let's uh, let's hey. jump back in to uh, to oh. our as yet still untitled screenplay. I know the um, untitled Lusting and Thornton yeah, Demon screenplay. And, uh, Demon Terminator. Yeah. The, um, so we had a discussion yesterday, just kind of getting back into the flow of it. 
once more. Um, we, 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 we talked a little bit about uh, Hank, uh, this supporting character, who kind of semi-lead. He's a, he's a you know, yes. one of our, one of our, one of our, Tommy's going to be, this is absolutely a, uh, you know, well-known actor role. <laughs> you recognize uh, him? He absolutely is one of the, he's, he's a poster, he's on the poster. Yeah, absolutely right. And, My young yeah. son's trying to tell me something. I may need to pause for a moment. <laughs> I apologize. Live. Live, live pausing. So look, why don't you open up the document? Sure. Open up the document and okay. I will, I will we'll... keep my up for my son who may need my assistance in just one moment. I'm just going to open my door here. <laughs> These really interesting things about working from home. I'm sure many people um who work from home right now understand that uh when you have kids Absolutely. Um, mine is homesick today unfortunately so uh, did, yeah. did you go and and do it are you uh, not yet i'll we'll have to go in a moment i'm just gonna keep my ear out he just needs help with something all right um well <clears throat> where we what we were doing yesterday was going through the um the notes that we had at the bottom and then making sure that we had filled them. Yes, that they were put in there, yes. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm going to go back down to these and just delete the ones that we did. Yeah, we'll delete the ones we've done. Again, this um, is just about lining, just you know, making sure, oh, that would be good to put in there rather than yeah. going back and doing this in a script and going, oh, that has ripple effects that I haven't thought about. If it's in this document as right. you're creating it, you are just putting the foundations of, of everything that's going to go into your screen. Right. So that you are able to track various threads. And ultimately, that's yeah. it. Setting things up, particularly in Act 1, that will need to get paid off at some other point in the movie. So make sure that they're there. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm just going to go... Um, we've, we've talked about this, but we haven't really implemented it yet. But we do have a part in the prologue we do feel that it's exhausting. We do have the scene in the bookshop now. Yeah. Uh, we do have the Susie Homemaker Yes. Hank. This is Sam. just more of a note. Kind of for later on. Maybe, maybe this goes into the scratch. I'm going to copy this into the scratch. Well, Hank and Sam are the first people ever that she, being Charlize, can be her true authentic self with. That yeah. is demon and empathetic good person. She's gruff and has feelings. She's complicated and she's never felt comfortable with those complications. Yes, and that was in the scratch. For anyone who's just joining us and haven't watched the last 39 episodes, um, we tend to work with both a, a scratch document that just has a collection of ideas that we just write in order in case we ever decide we want to go back. Um, and then um, we uh, also outline in our actual screenwriting format, yeah, yeah. which allows us to then um, jump into the scripting and just use the outline. It makes it much quicker and it's already formatted. Something yeah. Again, the, partly the reason we do this is actually to save a little bit of time. When you write it in, when you write an outline in like a Word document or a Pages document or a note, wherever you do those uh, documents, whenever you import them into uh, Fade In, and I'm sure it's the same in Final Draft, it does it as what's called unformatted text. It doesn't know what that text is meant to be. Whereas in these bits of software, what's so great about screenwriting software is it it it, it ascribes certain um, uh, uh, almost like keywords, but um, formatting really yeah. to 
action lines, dialogue lines, parentheticals, character names, etc. So when you do it in the script format from the start, it's already there and it helps you not having to go through mm. and reassign all that unformatted text into, right. into the correct format. So I think the last thing we were writing was Hank going back to his apartment and he's he's alone. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and they, um, what we were discussing um, was then the next cut, um, we then go to Sam. Yep. I uh, believe from, uh, let's see, where, where the heck were we? Um, this is all the church and yes, the church stuff. yes. And we, I believe we said we already did the thing of knowing and and, and liking Sam. We, we already, had we done that. We already really set well. that up. Yeah, I love and that. so I love with that. with Hank, um, he puts the duffel in the trunk. He gets in. He peels out. Char then we go straight to Charlize waking up on her bathroom floor. Yes. Right. Right. So at this point, we're back into Act Two. I think we've done everything. I think so we have to. I think we can keep progressing um, now. I, I feel think we can keep pushing forward. Yeah. I feel good that we kind of paused for a second and just kind of connected with the character stuff. Um, yeah. Just to do. Um, so in Act Two, the next beat. So Sam, the FBI guy, shows up. We're going to add in this. This other okay, so let's just read this just for a second, just so I can reacquaint myself with it. So, exterior Sam's apartment building morning, police tape, cops everywhere, FBI guy shows up. One of the cops located a car they think might be involved, they're running a trace. Why do you think it might be involved? They open the trunk, and it's Charlie's shit, so other kinds of stuff in there. Cool, right? Exterior biker bar day, Hank and the gang pull up. They get out of the car, head to the entrance. Sam is going to puke and runs inside. She's going to puke because she's going through withdrawal. Can we just put that as a parenthetical right. just to remind sure. me? Yeah. Um, we should also look into just... Um, yep. Uh, I'm not sure because I've actually never done um, uh, hyper, uh, heroin or any um drug that involves that kind of intense mm -hmm. high mm -hmm. um if she's been getting sober and this is the thing that pushes her back to the needle then would she be going through withdrawal it's a great question. I don't know. We should probably do some research on that. So she was yeah. getting sober. She was doing really well. Then she Learns relapsed. Her, she relapsed because her family dies. And then she has been trying to resist it again. Yes, maybe it's maybe it's not quite the same. Maybe I, it's not right. I don't um, know that she, this the puking. I mean, the puking can work. I mean. First of all, she doesn't need to puke. It doesn't actually add anything to the story. No, but, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, only if only she, is, if going she through, is going through withdrawals. You know, which is, I mean, I find that concept to be interesting. And, and what we've talked about briefly in the past, and I still really like this, is this almost like this weird metaphor <laughs> yeah. of like her demonness biting that up is the same as her kind of fighting off this craving, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess the question is, and I just, you know, uh, whenever dealing with these kinds of sensitive topics, yes. I want to be authentic about it, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. not 
uh, just do cliches. I agree. Who do drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know that one day after shooting up, you would all of a sudden be puking. Yeah, it's generally when you've been. I, my my idea, isn't it, is that you've you been know, taking something for a long time and then you a long time it. and then you're off for a little. You're you you. There's different stages of withdrawal, Absolutely right? It doesn't right. happen yeah. like right away yeah i mean and then the long term the lot yeah characteristics of withdrawal depending on what drug is drug is being discontinued may includes vomiting depression etc i have to go i'm going to be right yeah, back that's all right that's all right i'm being left by by my writing partner now so i am live at the moment um and i'm just looking at this script and what we were talking about just a moment ago um is this idea of withdrawals. And I wonder if, and I'll talk about this with Jake in just a moment, but I just wonder if there's another way for us to have her fighting these demons of um, addiction, which I do like, but having, having her fighting them while she's still trying to get better i think there's a contradiction going on that needs to be resolved in the setup part of the reason that we had her uh going to an na meeting was because we wanted to show that she's trying to get better um and so if she's already fighting back the demon of the addiction then isn't she already succeeding i'm not really sure he's back now and i'm gonna I'm back now what were you saying? The question that I was just asking the audience, which is, I think there's a bit of a contradiction in what we're trying to do. And I like what you were saying about the addiction aspect of fighting back one's demons, but <clears throat> the audience has already heard me say this. Um, if she's already going to NA meetings and she's already getting sober and she's already fighting those demons back successfully, at least for the most part, for more mm. semi successfully, mm. then is that actually something that she's dealing with right now, or can we show it that it's more of a challenge? Now, the reason that we did the NA meeting really was because we wanted to like her. We wanted to see that she yeah. wanted to get better. And there was a, at one point, she went to a counselor. I think she might still go to her counselor. Um, and, and that was her real attempt at getting better. And I feel like if we got rid of the counselor, the counselor is an opportunity for us to understand that it hasn't, it's not that she's necessarily um, stopped using, but that she is trying to. Um, yes. I don't, hundred percent know how to do this authentic and I think that's the that's the real issue it's like either it feels and this is just from my own experiences that I have known addicts in my life yes same. And, it, and it feels like it's kind of an all or nothing thing I, I haven't there's like but it was really interesting I recently watched the interview with Matthew Perry mm. Who, for years and very publicly, um, had big addiction issues, both with drink and with prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. And you got the sense with him 
that while he was trying to get better, he still kept lapsing into his addiction. Right. So you can be fighting mm. it, going into rehabs and all different and, and attending NA meetings and not winning with your addiction. Right. So I find that to be interesting because I've seen a lot of times, I feel like it's the standard thing of, hi, I'm an alcoholic. I've been sober for 20 years, you know, but what's interesting again, that, you know, I, I know, I know an alcoholic who has been sober for 50 years and still calls himself an alcoholic. That's what you do at AA meetings. Mm. You acknowledge the fact that you are an addict. Well, you know, and that's why most of the addicts that I know or the people who have had addiction issues that I know who are sober now, it's, yeah. it is really an all or nothing thing. It's like, I don't touch. Yes. No, but there are also examples. And I think what I like about it is the complexity of it. And it's not just a yeah. thing with Sam. So how do we, so how do we keep her likable? Yeah. Not show her as a junkie. Yeah. But show her as someone who is who hasn't won the fight. Yeah. Well, can so, you do that? Can you do that with the length of time that she's been sober for when we meet her in her NA meeting? You know, is there something about that? Like, I haven't had a drink in three weeks, not drink, but you know, haven't used in three weeks, you know. And she can say before that. It was only two. Before that, I went three months and I was doing great. But I kind of feel like every time I'm I'm doing well, something happens and it drags me back in again. You know, but I mean I, I like this idea of withdrawals though. I do um, being I do, like a physical yeah, manifestation yeah. of that. But I will also say, and this is something also to consider, and, and we might be going too deep into her addiction, and that could be sure. an issue. Um she has to be turning into the Antichrist. Like her fighting heroin is really like not the point of her character. At so the she's puking here. Like she's the Antichrist. Like she literally is transforming on a daily sure. basis. Yeah, totally. Into the fucking Antichrist. Yeah. Right? Like this could be part of that. I, you know what? It 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 absolutely can be. You it know? absolutely can be. It's a really good observation that actually. Like, like I don't, I don't feel really good. Need I need to, to stop right now. What? Yeah. I don't feel good. I need to stop right now. And you like, know? Yeah. you know, when she throws up, it can be like maybe interesting to go in into the bathroom. I know it's kind of gross, but like, I see her throw up like black. What? That's really interesting. Like, and what the hell is that? And just be fucking horrified. What is it's going like? On? Like almost like tar, like black. Yeah. Now tar. she should think that she's going through some kind of drug-related thing. Right, you but that's not that. what it is. But exactly. Great, 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 great. I like that. That's really great. That's really cool. So thick black you know, goo runs inside. So then it would be an awesome interior biker bar. Yeah. And I think she we'd have just a quick beat of her going bathroom, you know, yeah, to the, totally. yeah, to yeah, the yeah. bartender. Yeah, right. <laughs> um bathroom. Um, interior biker bar bathroom. Um, yeah, day, uh, and then that would be like in the stall, 
Yeah. Sam throws up. Black goo. Black goo. It's black goo from Prometheus. What the fuck? Um, and maybe she comes out and sits down at the bar and is like, what the fuck kind of withdrawals am I going through? Right. Totally. Maybe there is like, I don't get it. Like, I, I shouldn't, like, this shouldn't be happening. Yes. You know? And yeah. they're like... It's part of the transformation. Part of the transformation, yeah. You're literally becoming a demon from the inside out. Yeah, great. You know? That's um, cool. That's so cool. So let's just say Hank and um, Hank and Charlize are at the bar. Yes. Um, and I think we can get a nice character scene with that, which is nice. Absolutely. Then yeah, yeah, Sam yeah. returns. Sam returns. What the hell kind of withdrawal yeah oh my god yeah 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 um yeah. they explain or charlise explains yes but she's yeah warming into the, into the demon from the inside out yeah but not just any demon <laughs> and we've also said the antichrist yeah 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 it's fine yeah but we'll just just to remind us. Great. Um, okay, not just any demon. Okay, so now a fight's gonna break out. Yes. Charlize lets out her demonic anger fully. Now, does she transform here? We've we've now gone in the direction as of yesterday. Yes, as of yesterday. Literally, as of yesterday, our demons now. Physically, she, I guess my yes, she, yeah, she physically, she, she's more like the Hulk now in that sense. Yes, I don't think she should. Um, so I she wouldn't have super strength, she wouldn't have super moment. strength. She can still be a badass in the way that Charlie's the Ron is a badass, yeah, no, no, no. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and Hank is still there to help, but. <laughs> But, but remember, and this was and this was something, wasn't it? Was it was, it's her flaw. Yes. You know, it's, she. It's the authentic nature the authentic of who nature she is. Herself, but it's going to get them into trouble because it's going to lead antagonists onto our onto our onto our path. Some right. So if okay. she, and I guess this is maybe one of the questions: like, is if she. Hmm, it's interesting. If she transforms into a demon, I hear it. I know we're going with this. Is that a way that the other demons can find her? Oh, interesting. Like the so, demonic energy attracts demonic energy. So, for example, I was going to go where I was going to go with it was turning into the Incredible Hulk in a bar is going to make someone want to film you in the bar. <laughs> well, that could be too. And then Zod sees it on TV. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just thinking that from a like really but but either way does the same thing it's her flaw gets them trouble yes yeah yes um they fuck up because she I mean, and people would be like what the hell was this and people and it actually would be funny on tv if or if it was like you know one of the best cosplay uh yeah 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 but there also is something about like when she turns into the Antichrist, when, when the moment happens where Sam starts to become a demon, mm -hmm. Charlize feels it. Right? Yes, it's true. 
Well, I put that down to the fact that it's the Antichrist more than I anything. I know. I'm just trying to weave in and make consistent, maybe make consistent this idea of this demon being able to track. We, we don't really understand how Zod finds her. We, we don't go there with mm-hmm. Zod. We just go, eh, and he finds her. But, like, if in the same way that Hank can track demonic energy, mm-hmm. if demons can Highlander-style feel demonic energy, but even from distances, but it doesn't mean that I can, it's not like a GPS that I can just pinpoint you and know where you are in, like, two seconds, mm-hmm. but I can feel it pulling from the from that direction, and so I'm mm-hmm. gonna, we're gonna go in that direction. Mm-hmm. I would believe that eventually Zod could track her to this biker bar, Mm-hmm. And while the FBI is tracing her through that, Zod is tracing them through this, which is why they end up showing up a little bit later mm. in her hometown. Right. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, it's a possibility. Or, same thing, he sees it on the fucking news, and they show up at the biker bar, and again, that's how they're tracing her, and they're one step behind because... Because they're one step behind. Yeah, totally. Either, yeah. either way yeah. works. But I do think her transforming then is good. Fine. Yeah, okay, fine. And what's also interesting about it... Oh, we got to go back for a second. We got to go back again. Ah, God. Mine, mine, mine. Because when she fights Zod in the apartments and the other demons too, they're all going to transform into demons. Okay, sure. And Hank is going to fully witness her demon yes. self. Yes. Hank isn't going to know. I mean, Hank knows that she's a demon already. How does he know? Because of his Geiger counter thing, yes. right? His Ghostbuster demon right. energy. They, they, yeah, they're already about right. they're, They've already got guns aimed at each other. So, all right, I don't need to go back and write it in. Yeah, 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 we know, right. we yeah, know yeah. that when Charlize Zod and the others are fighting, they're all going to fight as demons. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. No retreat, only forwards, Ben. So, okay. So here, so her flaw causes them trouble. She transforms yes. into a demon, into her demon form. Yeah. This is the first time Sam's seeing it, though. In it. She's not she, she's yeah. not conscious, right? Isn't right. she not unconscious not. in the other one? Yeah. Okay, great. And this should be freaky as all hell. Literally. Uh, don't um uh don't bullet point these because this is gotcha. um, you might think these but these are bullets not actually yeah <laughs> uh, good point yeah um so yeah really sure above it it's a fight breaks out and it should be something like someone says something offhanded to Charlie's at the bar and she's just like and Hank's like just let it be whatever these are you guys are just right. assholes but Charlie's can't let it go and it becomes a full thing something like that yeah someone. Some asshole. Yep. Fucks with Sam. Yep. Charlie's. I mean, and it can be the kind of thing where Hank tries to defend her. The guy gets in yeah, Hank's yeah, face, yeah. then Charlie's gets in front of Hank. Yeah, totally. like, Oh, you're gonna let your girl fight and whatever. And Charlie's, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, okay. Like there's there's like a an order almost. Hank tries yeah, to defend. Um. Yeah, and it's no. not like she it's not like she just goes, Oh, I'm gonna hulk out to bust no. your ass. Like but the guy's someone, got buddies. someone goes for her and fucking hits her, whatever it is, and she's yeah. just like she loses control. Charlize you know, it's not it's not her being stupid, 
It's not her doing something. It's something. No, but I think it is. You're right. It's like the flaw. It is her flaw that she's yeah, doing it whether she wants to be or not. Yes, but the it's, first part of it, yeah, and I think it's just walking that line between going, was it accidental or was it a choice? At what point was it a choice, and at what point is it out of her control? You know, if it could be her choice to keep the argument going for a minute because she won't let it go. Yeah, she steps in because her natural state is aggression. Yes. Right. You know, yes, she can't help herself but be aggressive. That's her, yes, her natural state, state is aggression. I like that. Yes, um, a fight breaks out, Charlie's yeah. right. Um, and then I would say someone gets it on, uh, someone records it okay. with their phone. It ends up on YouTube, and we're we don't need to yeah see that at the moment. It live streams just like we're live streaming right now. Actually, it'd probably be like a live TikTok or something like that. <laughs> right? Yes, totally. Yeah, completely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is actually really funny that it's coming from like a biker on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like yeah, for sure. Stream on a biker's TikTok. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and then like. You know, the question, I guess, uh, they're going to, this scene and this scene, they tear up the place and get the hell out. Yes, right? Yep, for sure. Okay, but the next scene, mm -hmm. um, we, we probably are either, we're probably going to Zod. Mm -hmm. But here's my question. Here's my question. Zod, we watched go back into the mirror. So in theory, he just went back into the other realm, right? Yeah. yeah. When he comes back out into our world, mm -hmm. where does he come and why? And I know he's going to see the video, which is going to yes. be Okay, so he needs to be in our world to see this video. I would assume so. Yes, I mean, I, I doubt they use TikTok in hell. We're not going to cut maybe to... maybe they do. We're not going to cut to hell and they're all on their cell phones watching exactly TikTok. Exactly right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a totally if there is a hell, movie. they are all on TikTok. If there is a hell, they're all on TikTok. I love it. <laughs> um, yes, that's right. Um, so TikTok in hell. Be... What was that? I said TikTok in hell. TikTok in hell. That's the next script. Yes. Here's the pitch. Get this. It's TikTok, but it's in hell. Right. Um, um. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah, these are, good, these are good questions. Do they have to go into the mirror in the first part? I mean, I I, I like them taping the police that way. I just think it's cool. Um, and I don't want the police to see them. No, of course. Right? And the police were already there. Um, well, what happened? They were in a car chase and then they went back for the boyfriend. That's right. Then they then they leave. What was the car chase? Who are you asking? What are you asking? Well, I was just trying to I was just trying to remember the series of events. Uh like I like that, and also it's important story-wise for them to see what's happening here, for them to be able to put the pieces together. Right. I mean, I guess, but it's yeah, I mean, it's both, right? Like, uh, you know, part of me just goes, 
here's here's just an interesting thing, and it, and it goes to something we were talking about earlier today in our other script, which is, do we have to fucking explain this? I don't think we do. Can't we just see the be- in like them come out of a mirror behind oh, the bar? I was going to ask us at a convention one time. So, no. uh, do they have TikTok in hell? No, I mean, I'm just like seriously, like she just turned into a demon here. Like Zod is the ultimate fucking badass merc demon. Like, can't we? have them show up at the biker bar and not yes we can no we can why we absolutely can i mean we absolutely can i think it's i think it's probably okay like i i because i feel like the idea that they can kind of almost it's not really teleportation but that they can go anywhere through mirrors is cool and i don't like that idea especially because i love that we're going to do it in this police station and there's actually a reason for it and i was thinking about this we didn't write it down but i've been thinking about why does zod get captured by the police he's a fucking demon like he's not gonna just the police can't beat him but this is what I was realizing. We were talking about what is the thing that Zod is so smart and what makes him smart? Well, he purposefully gets himself captured so that he basically can interrogate them while they think they're interrogating him. What he wants to find out is who is... um, Can he do something? I was seeing something as you were... As you were pitching that, I was seeing this. The police officer comes in, sits down, FBI agent, comes in, sits down, and it's the classic interrogation scene. And he's like, so, and he looks up, and Zod's eyes just gone fucking black. And the guy just fucking, like, hypnotizes out. And Zod just fucking asks him a bunch of questions. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I was thinking less demonic in my the, the pitch that I was doing was more that he knows he wants to find if if this is where Charlize was, then and the police were there and this is mm-hmm. where Charlize was, he wants to know what they know. Mm-hmm. And so he goes in and while they're interrogating him, he's finding out information from them and then once he if has all the way, if there's a way to be able to do it whereby I can get the actual information and it not be stupid police officer for giving that information, then yes. And if not, we can always go, black-eyed demon, I tell me your darkest secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, because here's what he's going to learn based on what we've talked about. He's going to learn that Charlize is a member of this community and lives with her boyfriend. Sure. And then he's going to decide to then go and kidnap them. Yes. That's the order of Zod's events. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Um, so the police station is how he finds out about the boyfriend. Absolutely. And that, I think that's all that is. Makes your villain smart. And that's yeah. what we want. We want to go, oh, you clever bastard. And I love the idea that he just walks through the you know? right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, totally. So they tear up the place and get the hell out. What is the, um, what do we think the next scene is though? I don't want to jump straight into Zod then if, ju- if, they're, if the, he's just going to show up here, if he's not watching the TikTok, which I don't feel like- No, I, I don't think through. we need to. Well, can, um, can they tear the place up and get the hell out? Yes. That's the, that's the moment. Then is it, like, do I need to be with Sam and- 
that lot again. I mean, what we have more next? road tripping? I don't know. I don't know how much more we need. That's the thing. It's like, what is the next? What is the next character thing that we need, and what is the next plot thing that, that we need? The next character thing that we need is that mm -hmm. Sam is getting sicker. She's turning more and more into the demon, and at some point, if they don't fix her, they're going to have to kill her. Right? Mm. Is there That's something that they need to do? Well, what's the next major part? Where we're heading towards is is Charlize's town because she needs to go to the bookshop to go and get the thing that she yeah has. she's bought an ancient scroll that might have the solution for um Sam's curing, for curing the antichrist for curing the antichrist <laughs> exactly you splash her with holy water um, right I think of that <laughs> um so that's where we're that's where we're that's where we're what what did we decide that the kind of quote unquote midpoint of the film was? Um, we have it here. Hold on. Let's have a little look in our scratch because that's um, again. This is just where we. This is, this is the moment that we're heading to. Where and again, this is why you do. You start big and then go smaller. Right. So you go. Here's the next major moment that we're heading towards. You can. I mean, literally earlier on today on the on our other outline for other projects, like I know this is the next thing that we're going to. How do we get from there to there? Right. You know, it's interesting. So in our scratch, and I'm just looking at it here, yeah. we have a lot of like character stuff, which is really good. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more to the to the bottom stuff, isn't it? it well, that's the thing. Our midpoint, our structure, we started to go into this outline based on a previous structure, and then we've changed things we've changed during it. the outline. Well, yeah. And so our midpoint before had to do with Celestials, which is not anything. No, totally. Um, so is it more, again, kind of coming back to this concept of we're not running anymore. We we've got we've got the solution. It was, it was the bookstore is the midpoint. The bookstore is yeah. the midpoint. That's where we're going to. I just don't feel that we've got currently got enough stuff well, think about what's happened in 2.1 so far. Yes, Let's track sure. it, right? Two point, the end act one, right? Yeah. So they've gotten away. We get a car chase is the first part of 2.1. Yes. Right? They're car chasing. They get away. They're telling Sam what's going on. They're yeah. all going to work together. Holy shit. They dump the car. They swap the car the out. FBI gets involved and we end up in a biker bar whereby we get more character stuff and they fuck up. And honestly, that is enough for a 2.1. The next is that major half beat an hour? Is that 25 minutes to half an hour of stuff? Well, no, because the midpoint is a huge five to seven page sequence. When we get to the... I mean... We're not talking about the library doesn't take up half a page. Or, I mean, the bookshop doesn't take half a, up half no, a page. Yeah, is yeah. the bridge between two point one and two point two? So it doesn't two point one wouldn't be thirty pages long. Right. Um, you know, uh, I wonder though. The only thing I feel like I'm missing in this, to be honest, um, is I feel like I am missing. Zod and gang in this too. part of the movie. Yeah. And I'm missing FBI being on trail. Well, well. It's, 
it's okay because they they they're not a they're not the major major issue uh-huh. here. They're gonna have. I mean, it, think about in the Terminator, for example. Mm-hmm. Like they have three major scenes: the the FBI and the police. Mm-hmm. They show up at the crime scene, trace the car. They end up at the library shootout. They mm-hmm. capture Zod and they give up the intel by accident, and then Zod's goes and gets the the husband and the and the kid. I mean, that's their like what the FBI basically ends up doing in this movie, you know, or, or yeah, yeah. you know, uh, how they end up potentially making it into Act Three, I don't even know. Um, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. So, yeah. Remind me at what point is Zod getting captured by the F- Take after it's in two point two. It's in two point two. Correct. And he's going. It's after get- the he. They show up at the end of the bookstore shootout. Right. I liked what you were pitching earlier, but now I'm in my mind. I'm slightly confused. So why exactly is Zod allowing himself? I understand he wants to know what the FBI know, but what does the FBI know? At that point, where well, Charlize's they, town is, he already knows. We've already it's had. It's not that. about where Charlize's town is. It's who is she? I, I mean, like, I mean, but Zod knows who she is at this point. Does she? she, knows does who he? she is. he knows what her name is that she's been going by and where she lives and. But who why does he is. need that in two point two? He doesn't need to know where she is because he already. I mean, ultimately, that he well, does. No, they've they've just escaped. They're gone. Yes. So what does he need from the FBI that is going to help him? Her name? The thing that she can, that that he could potentially, well, number one, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He doesn't know what they know, right? And number two, what he finds out from them is that the girl who is Charlize, but has been living in this town, has has a boyfriend and a kid who lives over there. I and Zod so. then that, goes, I can use that against okay. It's that information. Okay. I don't know. As Zod, this, this, I'm going to use the human police and the human FBI to give me any intel that they may have about Charlize. If she's been living here as a human for a hundred years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know a lot. And I don't know what I don't know. And if yeah, I'm going to sure. track her, I'm probably not going to get lucky again, like the biker bar. I got yes, no, I think that was a fluke. So if yeah. I'm not going to get lucky, how am I going to track this person? Well, they they traced her based on her car. They found the bookstore. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they know. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is it feels like he's been arrested. And then we realize... Actually, he just got the information that he wanted because what do demons? Yeah, do? which feels like good two point. Here. Yeah, which feels like good two point two stuff. Totally, that's, you know, complications, even yeah. more complications. The Esc- bad guys are quite escalation of stakes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Zod, right. the, the interrogation into the kidnapping of the boyfriend and the kid are all two point two stuff. While that's happening, still in her town. We then need to have Charlize, Sam, and Hank on their way to get Sam cured. But Sam is becoming the problem at this point for them. Mm-hmm. Their obstacle is time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then at the darkest moment, at the end of 2.2, 2, 
somehow, and I don't know how yet, so don't ask me, somehow Zod is going to locate Charlize, but now having the boyfriend and the kid as a trading card. Right. Give right. me her and I'll give you them. Otherwise, I'm going to kill them. You care right. about them? You're an idiot. You started right. to develop feelings over 100 years ago. And I knew it and we should have killed you, but I didn't. So here we are right now. You want your fucking human pathetic life here you go yeah you know yeah um and i don't again i don't have the answer to the question of how he yeah no sure then, yeah but we'll come up with that um it's just a matter of that that's i think the order of things that are getting harder and harder and harder sam is getting closer and closer to them needing to kill her and right. there can be a scene where hank and charlize have to literally have that conversation mm. again because they've yeah. already kind of talked about it, but this this time it's a serious one. Yeah. There also should be a scene in 2.2, another kind of on-the-road scene, and it's the one that you were talking about with the drinking, and it should be the one where Sam and Charlize bond a little bit more. I think that should come here. I think that should be 2.1. I This one thing, I just don't feel we have enough scenes at the moment mm. in 2.1. So actually, as you just pitched that, thing i think that should be hit they stop at a motel for a night but maybe i don't know i mean look if it's gonna you, happen if, if it's gonna be a slow slow it's gonna be a character scene i don't think you it's can have character scenes in 2.2 you can I mean, but I just think at that look point, at the terminator be ramping up it should be higher i think that is a slow i mean the sex scene happens in 2.2 in the terminator sure totally yeah no i hear that like, if there's no reason you can't have a deep character moment in that act. Sure. Um, I'm just I think, again, I'm I just actually think we this. have a lot of pages here. I, I think you're underestimating the number of pages that are actually in these scenes. Right yeah. Now. I can't scroll on your screen. Just um, well, we should wrap up now anyway, because we're at an hour. Yeah. But uh, let's have a little look tomorrow. Um, but we are yeah. heading towards, ultimately, we're heading towards the midpoint, which is the bookstore. I'll just voice my concern that perhaps I'm feeling that there's not enough substance. Um, yeah, I mean, we probably are like, let's see, we've got two or three pages of a card. At least, yeah, then a, a page there. They get into the car. We've got at least three, four pages there. That's going to be probably about eight, nine pages in here. Um, then um, maybe we're 10 pages, actually. This is a really big, long scene. Sure, sure. Um, then we've got back at the apartment with the FBI guy, probably a two-page scene. Yeah. Um, we're like 12 to 13 pages in. Mm -hmm. All the biker bar stuff is, especially if this is a nice big character scene. Yeah, four pages. But at least five six pages between both the character moments and the fight yeah. itself yeah so we're probably 20 well that's 17 or 18 pages at that at that at that moment yeah um it just feels like it just feels it just feels a smidge light i just wonder if there's just because don't we have to be at the bookstore for a beat before we get into yeah we do yeah I agree out. I agree we do right. yeah I mean here's so here would be my pitch for it motel scene room motel room night three or four three or four page scene catching up with the demons 
two pages. Next moment, them arriving in Charlize's town. You know, that just kind of just feels like that's... But, and, and, but, but from a story perspective, I go, oh, I get a bit more... I like the scene that we were talking about with, you know, Hank and Sam. Yeah, I mean, I'll put that in here. So it's, so you know, exterior motel. I, I think it does work. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not a hundred percent sure of on okay. actual especially if we're looking at this being a 90 page script sure um i don't know that we have a full 30 to right. do in this section right. Right, right, right. and have a nice long act one and we have a prologue so yeah i'm not sure i it's not that i like these scenes i just don't know exactly where they go the motel could also happen after they leave the bookstore is all i'm yeah. saying yeah 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 sure um sure. So yeah, I mean it's you know overnight stay. Yeah. Um, Hank drinks drinking something like that, and then yes, we need to have interior biker bar Zod and gang yeah. some sort of scene there. Right, that's where we're headed there. Right, awesome. Um, all right, groovy. Well, good stuff, dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for making everyone. It, making it through slowly but surely. We are. Yeah. Why is it? My my title is What's Taking So Long? Well, I'll tell you what's taking so long. Cracking a fucking story. That's what's taking so long. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye.